especially all your products. If you have a certain product, like a lot of a lot of enterprise companies, big companies will name their products very generic. And then as long as they have you put the brand in front of it, you'll get that like, you know, Oracle uh, HCM, Workday HCM, you get SAP HCM, like human capital management. So these are things that you definitely have to have a very strong brand in because people will know that common term of like human capital management, HCM software, but then, then it's all about the brand. We all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com AWT and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO Show. I'm your host, George Kassiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Dre Devera. Uh, Dre is the head of growth at TwinGate and has a vast experience when it comes to enterprise SEO, which is something that we are going to discuss uh, today. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Dre, I would like to welcome you to the SaaS SEO Show. Thank you very much for joining us after several follow-ups and uh, you know uh, chasing you for for a few months now. Uh, welcome, George. George, my man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on here. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, before we dive into the very interesting th- things that I have prepared for you today, and you know have a, a discussion around all the things that you have um, learned over the years. Could you please share a few things about you and your background? Uh, what were the key moments that, le- that led to who you are today and what you do today? Well, what led me to the show here today is the, the name of the show, SaaS SEO. I've been doing SaaS SEO for what, over 15 years now for B2B companies, like huge companies like Workday, SAP, Anaplan. So these are some companies that I've been working with for the past 15 years, solely on paid search and SEO, well, based search marketing. So it would, it would do more of like an SEO and a combination of SEO and PPC. Uh, but before then, before I was an SEO, I was actually an online offline uh, um, onlinepreneur. I was a content creator back in the early 2000s. I was taking photos like, and posting them on websites and creating uh, subscription websites and stuff like that. I had my, I was a party promoter. I was also, uh, I had restaurants and clothing lines. So all this led me to use SEO to help promote the businesses. Okay. Interestingly enough, I was a party promoter as well, just for, you know, a brief uh, period of time, but I guess that's that's a discussion we can have uh, off the record. 
so so you have a vast experience when it comes to enterprise SEO. That's that's very interesting. I knew if a couple of the companies that you worked previously worked with. I didn't know uh, SAP uh, that you that you mentioned, for example. That's and Workday. That's great. Um, you are the producer and the the host of the SEO video show, which is. Um, I would say one of the best efforts I've seen um, when it comes to advancing the conversation around all things SEO and organic search. Um, you've interviewed more than 100 professionals, SEO professionals. And I guess, I don't know if this is an answerable question, but my, my question would be, what are the biggest takeaways that you have from these more than 100 interviews? And, you know, what are the biggest takeaways and, and learnings that you have from these interviews? The biggest takeaway from all interviews is that you can learn something new every week. Every single person has a different approach on SEO and that different approach can add to your own approach, right? You, you get this competitive advantage by learning for different styles, different techniques from other people. Some people, some people, someone may say something doesn't work in one, one week and someone says, oh, it works this week, but you'll never know until you test it. But it's nice hearing all these different perspectives and reasonings why things work and combining it to all for your own secret sauce is something that I've learned every week that, you know, with even though you know SEO, you've been an SEO for maybe 20 years, 15 years, whatever it is, you can still learn something new every week. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. And I try to live by that. I mean, um, having, I, I have, I guess, half of the conversations that you had uh, for through the podcast, um, client work is a completely different story. But you really get to 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 see uh the world from different perspectives and uh get all these different angles and creative approaches as to how you can do things and very often uh both on the record and off the record i get myself caught up in situations like where i'm like oh i haven't thought about it that way uh, and it happens very often with uh the guests that we have at the show and it it also, you know, the, the important lesson I guess here is that you, you should, you should like one of the things that we should all accept, I guess, is that we don't know anything, and you know, our in our journey we should be uh, open to to always learning new things and try to to evolve uh, in the way we we think about things and do things. Totally, totally agree there. Because I mean, and the, I mean, the path to mastery just by learning every time, being a forever learner, and then also just teaching it, right? So by the time when I'm interviewing people, and then I'm also like kind of repeating it, you're teaching in the audience, and you just feel like you're just mastering your craft. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and of course, we could go on and on about uh, about this topic, but uh, we have more things that we I would like us to cover. Uh, and then the next thing, I guess, would be uh, there is this thing of you know the latest uh, algorithm update by, by Google, uh, helpful content update. And my question would be, how do you think Google's recent algorithm update um, will affect our perception of good content and also how we do content? Mm -hmm. 
Well, for at least for the companies I work for, big companies, these are something that we really, really don't worry about, right? Um, these these content updates, as long as you're producing your your first your first hand like uh, experience, first hand data, and just um, thought leadership content that you, that's SEO optimized, yeah, you're pretty much safe there. Because I mean, this is like something that people always refer back to you, refer to your company. You become the thought leader within the company. So like, it's 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 a little different when it comes to like these bigger brand companies. Because I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of hard. For us to get hit by um, algorithm updates and stuff, stuff like that. So you would say then um, that there is a connection to authority and how big the brand is and so on, right? Yes, yes. There's definitely a connection where in you know Google will reward those with with the brand name or even even some startups. Some startups will actually get some some domain authority just because of like all the announcements they get right from like let's say TechCrunch or stuff like that, and just getting all these links, all these press releases that people talking about them. And it looks like it look they look gives them that that authority, right? And where and Google will just reward them. But at the same time, it's something that you don't really have to experiment with because even like with backlinks, I know there's some some things that where you know people compare like, oh, what's the difference between uh, enterprise SEO and regular SEO? Like, I mean, with enterprise SEO with big big brands, like you don't really have to worry about backlinks, right? It's it's really all about your content optimization and um, your internal linking, and then making sure that you know, your site is well. Uh, technically sound, right? Because you work with a huge dev department, you have them behind your back. As long as you can create those business cases for them, uh, you can make sure that you're pretty up there. So would you say, th this is a great pass for, for the next question I had for you, uh -huh. which is with regard to the differences between enterprise SEO and SEO, doing SEO for a smaller website. First of all, just to get things right, like is enterprise SEO, um, would you say that, even though you know, I, I wouldn't want to say to give a, a definition of of enterprise SEO, but would you say that the main difference is the the size of the website, or it's it's one of the things and not the main thing? I'd say it's more of maybe the size of the the brand itself, um, because you can have a website with not that many pages, and and still still being with that high authority. If you have that brand recognition, but for the most part, if you have a brand recognition, you're you're putting out content left and right. This is something where you you're even putting out stuff by like all your leaders are putting out content. You know, you're even just putting out your stuff that's um, for, that predicts your product. So these are things that you're just constantly pushing things out. But for the most part, um, site can be one thing, of course. But I mean, I think the the brand recognition is also like when they say enterprise, like you know, the actual company itself. Would you say that the brand recognition comes with the need for? identifying and maybe creating more um, pages that cover um, terms with navigational search intent because I assume that a small brand that you know no one knows about or cares about or pays for doesn't really have to worry about all these branded search queries that will eventually uh, inevitably uh, pop up as you become more popular. Um, but would you say that this is one one thing also? Because I assume, and we have seen that with with some of the companies that we work with, there are gaps, but not just for keywords that you don't rank for. I mean, non branded ones, but branded ones. And I would like mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts on that. For like, I'd say branded ones. You definitely have to make sure you cover all your branded terms because I mean, especially all your products. If you have a certain product, like a lot of a lot of 
enterprise companies, big companies will name their products very generic. And then as long as they have you put the brand in front of it, you'll get that. Like, you know, Oracle uh, HCM, Workday HCM, you get SAP HCM, like human capital management. So these are things that you definitely have to have a very strong brand in because people will know that 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 common term of like human capital management, HCM software, but then then it's all about the brand. So you have to make sure you do rank for those things. And those are those are the most valuable terms for us, especially in paid search. Like the most top converting terms are our branded terms. It's basically our term plus product, our name, I mean our brand plus product, name plus plus product. And then for even let's say like for our organic when we have people searching our brand it's a way to tell uh if if our offline activities are working let's say we've sponsored um like um the P, uh, pga like the, the um, golf tour right and they'll say hey dre like how, how do we do on our brands you know how, how do we do on searches they'll see let's see if people search how many times their search work day or whatever uh, on when we do sponsor and they can see how well a a offline event was contributing to our brand searches, which is how we kind of measure certain things like that. That makes sense. Another difference that came to my mind as, as you know, uh, you were answering that, and I would like to hear your thoughts on that, mm -hmm. is that I assume that the bigger company gets and the, I mean, I can only assume that uh, this applies uh, for for public SaaS companies and public companies in general. But the bigger the company in general, the bigger the and the higher the scrutiny. Like yeah. you have to be very careful with the things that you publish, with the things that you say, and so on yeah. and so forth. This is is this one of the things that you would also say identifies the difference between doing SEO for an enterprise company and doing SEO for I don't know a startup or something. Yeah, yeah, you you definitely have to be careful too. Like, I, I mean, you can possibly exp um, experiment. Like, even for SEO uh, startup companies, there's like this, the leaders will actually to experiment. They want to try new things. They they really want that that growth hack, right? But even at the same time. Um, you have to be careful you also you can't you can't do you know shady practices and stuff like that i wouldn't experiment on on a company i know i know like some companies like back in the days like i think it was ebay and jc they did some experiments and they got they got actually um black you know their sites lost a lot of rankings on google because i mean when you play with some, when you kind of do some of the experiments you should be really really careful when there's a lot of um when there's like investors involved yeah investors in, investors involved definitely and many eyes on you right like yeah. many many people are watching the website uh and i would assume that they also like some of these people are not so don't have such a good will and would like to see you do something wrong and maybe report that so i yeah. guess that you have to be uh, careful on on yeah. all sides any other challenges that you faced over the years when it comes to enterprises here yeah, yeah. When, when there's a lot of challenges when it comes to enterprise SEO is that a lot of people, a lot of your colleagues will, um, believe it or not, will think that PPC and SEO is the same thing. So you have to do a lot of education for them. So like, yeah, you're, you are the head of maybe search. I was the head of search marketing. So I, you know, I did um, own both, but they would commonly um, mistake one for the other. It's like, oh, why were, you know, why we're not doing this? Why we're doing this? I'm like, oh, that's, that's organic. That's paid. And so being able to educate your colleagues and uh, being able to, um, make friends and and be good with your dev team and other teams because you're going to need your dev team you're going to need your pr team you're going to need your content marketing teams and being able to create um, good relationships between all the teams is is can be a challenge but it will benefit you um as your seo career that's that's um, very interesting we we had uh we had felipe santos at the, at the podcast who has led uh and 
is leading great teams at some very big companies like Sutterstock, if I'm not mistaken, and so on. So he knows a thing or two about uh, enterprise SEO. And he mentioned the same thing, actually, that uh, like exactly because things in bigger companies are so interconnected and you have to get either approvals or internal buy-in or work and collaborate with other teams, like it's always good and helpful to have a person in that department to uh speak to when the time comes to like launch a project together yeah i always joke around saying like you know make sure you take out your your dev team and have some beer sometime just so you, you can have them in your back pocket when you need some stuff done especially with all these you know technical changes that you need yeah especially devs especially devs. um i would like to shift gears a bit and discuss yeah. something uh different which is hiring and i would like to know how uh you approach hiring when it comes to enterprise seo what are the elements and qualities let's say you look for when hiring for a, an seo position i'd say you have to be very creative i mean at the same time there, there are the basics I, I believe it or not i've, I've actually had some i interviewed someone that was supposed to become an, an seo manager where they said they oh they, they were able to get their keywords through you know, google analytics i'm like wait a minute that you can have done that like over 15 years ago so being able to do even do like the minor research and be able to talk uh, um, talk to me, you know, one-on-one -on -one about SEO. Um, even showing like just general long tail rankings, maybe ranking for your name or, you know, ranking like for something very, very long tail, as long as like, even though, yeah, it may have been easy to rank for it, but as long as I know that you were able to get on page one, you know, put, you know show that on your resume, show us like how much um, pipeline you're able to generate for another company on your organic, your, your organic metrics. One way I like um, looking at this is like, you know, look at the keywords uh, that you rank for and see how much, you know, see the value of those keywords and PPC and then you can actually kind of convert that and see the value your organic traffic value you know having that those type of numbers within like, your resume just showing me um, we'll, we'll get you hired I mean uh, for me it's like SEO you can as long as you know the basics and you have someone um, to work with a team to work with and like this person was gonna work directly with me so like you didn't have to know that much um, but at the same time just know your basics understand I think project management is also a, a good skill to have when 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 you're doing SEO because again you do work with a lot of stakeholders and then even um, you, know, you know communication like again you have to educate so you, this is something that you have to make sure you have as well because I would expect you to uh, realize certain things and teach others you know whatever we're doing do you see or do you ever think about SEO professionals and SEO in general becoming obsolete in the future like you know be the, the reason I'm asking this question, and I, I have this discussion, and I ask this question to, to many people uh, here at the show, is because many of the things that we consider like necessary as skills or, I don't know, even tasks when it comes to SEO, for example, title tag optimization, mm -hmm. not that they are not important, but guess what? Google is going to rewrite them in you know many cases uh, based on the query and so on and so forth. So it becomes less important. And I guess my question would be, do you think that there is a future actually for, for SEO professionals? And uh, is this a position that will continue to be important and even become more important in the future? 
I mean, this is a tagline for my show where SEO is alive and fun. I mean, this is where SEO is going to constantly evolve, right? This, even though if there's, as long as Google's going to be out, as long as there's going to be YouTube, there's things that anything that has a search engine within a platform, Amazon, stuff like that, there's going to be a search and SEO for a certain platform. SEOs in general, there's, we, it's been constantly evolving. I, I originally was a web developer, a web designer, right? And, and then that was a skill that I need to, I actually knew before, you know, SEO and then actually, you know, it kind of evolved and then okay now i'm an seo now because i'm doing all this stuff so it's like then i was a marketer and then back to like you know doing organic marketing so the, it's constantly evolving but at the same time it's it's for the actual you know seo search engine optimization it's gonna be around for a long time for with searches as being as something that's gonna be around so as long as websites. people search you know we yeah. like we seo professionals will be relevant and yeah and anyway I mean, if Google's gone, we'll, we'll be the SEO for, you know, like Amazon or, you know, whatever it is, the next uh, DuckDuckGo, whatever uh, the next big search um, thing is on there. Or even, again, if we can get very specific to actual e-commerce sites. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. I would like to take you back to your workday days uh, mm -hmm. where you managed uh, a website in, in different languages, locales, and so on. Uh, yeah. Can I ask what were the biggest learnings from from this experience, especially on the um, localization uh, uh, aspect of things? I'll tell you this. It was one of the biggest challenges in my SEO career. Um, one of the things where that I had a hard time to um, hard time doing was like we had English websites in other countries. And so being able to have us sh like show the right website in the right country became a challenge. So we pulled out everything that we can. We pulled out old school metadata, like um, even schema. We started creating um, Google uh, business profiles in each, in each country. We even started, started making sure we added the country within the, the homepage meta title and stuff like that. So we did a lot of things like that, which eventually you know worked. But I would say um, getting the right site to show up in the right country can be a big challenge i even brought this up to um the google hangouts um for, for john john Mueller to answer like hey how come this is not working and then it's like yeah it's, it's, it becomes a challenge when you're using english and english in different countries but they're two different websites so you have to have your real identifiers to help you make sure they, they separate them out okay i mean we we are talking about cases like for example english in canada and english in the us right uh, yeah, that or even like Singapore. I had to say one of one. That was one of them, one of the things I had. Singapore English in Singapore would sh always show up our 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 dot com site when we had a, we had a specific Singapore site which we actually fixed. And there was also even like um, some of our European sites that were just English were showing up in other European sites. So right, so it's like it was really really. It, it was. It took me I guess a good year of debugging and just adding and adding like signals of. Of showing which site belongs which in which place, which eventually ended up working. I I thought I thought that it would be as easy as just you know adding some uh, metadata like this is the the language, this is the country, and that's it. You know Google will get it. But uh, I assume that it's it's like a bit more complex than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very very complex. I mean, you it's. Uh, that's what I thought too, so too. Like uh, even like even just adding some schema and stuff like that. That was it was gonna work. I even adding like the sitemaps. You know, you have different sitemaps for each one. You separate them out. Um, you know, you add the the language code for each one of them. You throw things like that. But yeah, it's a combination of all the things I've done for a whole year that finally got it fixed. Okay. Uh, now one thing I'd like to discuss regarding Workday and I guess big websites slash brands uh, in general is branded terms and mm. branded searches. 
Yeah. My question would be, how did you approach branded search, both from an organic and a paid standpoint, since you manage both, you know, paid and organic, like search marketing in, in general? Um, so this would be my first question. How did you approach branded search? And the second question would be, what you think are the biggest opportunities in terms of branded content uh, as a brand grows and evolves, which is kind of connected to what we discussed earlier about yeah. branded searches. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we were talking about earlier, I feel like branded searches is very, very important within the business. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you this, you would sometimes will have to also educate why you bid on branded terms. And I was like, why are we bidding on this? We're already ranking number one on, on a, you know, on organically. Well, you can see our competitors bidding on there. So you want to make sure they don't take our top position. You want to own more real estate. So like you say, you, you kind of would say, okay, you have a plan of like showing up, um, uh, paid and then and organically to take up more real estate. There's a, there's some synergies that you can do with when you ha when it comes to paid search and or organic search, and where it help each other out. You can also develop that authority. Some people don't like clicking on on the ads, but when they see you twice on the same you know on the first page, like oh, okay, that kind of creates this this authority in their mind, and then they'll go ahead and click your your um your organic listing, and that, which is good because you'll save your 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 um your your cost there. But at the same time. Paid search can also be that zero click, right? Because if you want someone to get that demo right away, you can already have a straight to go to your demo instead of someone going to your homepage. Like you can say, hey, like, you know, request a demo here and they can go directly to a demo from the, from the, um, SERPs where, you know, if, if you had, if you had only your organic listing showing up, you wouldn't, you know, you'd have to kind of browse around and maybe get lost and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's, it's one, one less click for someone to get you a demo at the same time for both of them I, I do like it's very important again for them to work together we, i know we talked about earlier like how i use brand to measure off um organic brand searches to measure offline events is something that we we always do that and even like impressions i mean even like some you know something like where uh it helps with SEO, right? Like even Neil Patel did that experiment. He goes, who, like, who is Neil Patel, right? He had people search Neil Patel, Neil Patel, Neil Patel, and all his rankings for his general terms rose, rose up. So it's like making, it makes you, it's very important to have your brand searches just, just as much as it is any uh, non-brand searches. I can attest to that because we have seen in several cases with our clients for different reasons, actually, um, either because the client wanted to aggressively increase their budget, PPC spent, uh, or because they the client wanted to ride a uh, a, a growth wave a, a trend, um, the increase in PPC spend um, resulted in positive um, in getting better results uh, in organic search as well. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's connected. It's connected indirectly. Not to, I, I can't see a direct connection there. But I mm -hmm. guess it's because you know people see the brand more in the in, in search and then in another in a different query uh for example um you know they they already know it and they will click on it yep yep exactly that's exactly what that my reasoning to because they you know you can't say like you know uh, in an increase in page search will direct you know that will increase your rankings but it is that indirect that indirect um mind when you when you like uh, subconsciously seeing something like you know you know when they they say like when you see something in order for something to like someone get it you see something seven times or whatever and then you, you you'll you'll get it but i mean um um it goes like yeah when you see these brands just showing up on the top of the search with through paid searches and then you never click on them but you know then they show up on a on organic search and you click on those totally totally uh, uh yeah the, the thing is though with you know all all this uh ppc um uh, slash organic game 
Uh, I guess that when you are one of the leaders in your category, it's inevitable, and you know that you have experienced that, that you will have many brands uh, that bid on your brand name. I guess oh, yeah. it's, one of, it's one of the challenges that you have to face <laughs> as a brand grows and evolves. Uh, so my question would be, and I saw something, uh, a, a very specific, a very interesting stat, uh, slash result, uh, achievement on your LinkedIn profile. Uh, how did you beat that at Workday? And how did you use brand bidding optimizations to stop, uh, competitors from bidding on your brand? Oh, this is a fun one. I, I love talking about this one. I mean, I don't really tell this. I actually don't, don't really told it. I don't think I didn't tell anyone this, but, um, but this is what I've actually, I've done for a, a couple companies. And uh, it's funny. I'll, I'll go to that later on. But what I do is for our brand, if I see some competitors bidding on our brand, I would raise our bids like really, really high. Right. And I would tell people to go search our brand and click on our competitors. And then by the, by the time they, they keep on clicking on them, their budget is used up. And so they're gone. You do this for a few days and they'll realize like, oh shoot, this is um, uh, a very expensive um, domain to bid on. And believe it or not, like uh, we had one of our competitors um, search marketer interview for a position at, at, at a work day. And they said like, yeah, like we, we, we actually was bidding on work day and we just saw that it was, our ads were coming down like by, by the morning time because our budget was up and we knew why, because this is exactly what we were doing. This, I like with something where, um, I tried this at another company and it, and it worked. And so I was like, you know what? Some competitors were bidding on work days. So I did the same thing there. And that's exactly what I did. So essentially you make it expensive, expensive for them to, uh, to, to bid on, on this term, right? And you click on them. You, you tell people to click on their ads, so they'll come off and they get charged for it. And and you know, and I mean, you know, this is something that you know it, it can be a little, a little hacky. But at the same time, it's like get off, get off, our, get off our land. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess the other one is 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 a bit shady as well. Like uh, bidding. I mean, many brands are doing it, but yeah. this this doesn't mean that we will have to agree with it. I mean, yeah. come on build your own brand so that yeah. you know you you get the clicks yeah. uh anyway that that's that's very interesting um i guess we will start wrapping things up and we started this conversation by uh discussing how you get into this uh this SaaS uh slash seo world uh and obviously you have a long uh journey um but what do you think my question would be what do you think the future holds for um seo companies when it comes to SaaS, uh, to seo and uh, and content video 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 everyone get your videos going get your video seo going video is big i mean video can turn into so much different pieces of content i mean like what you're doing right now you, you said you know this gets cut down to different um, pieces that you can distribute for other channels you can like even turn this into a blog whatever it is but video is so important like i would say even upload videos to like different like uh, like google showing TikTok videos on their search now so i mean like you uh, make sure you upload those if you upload like your twitter and facebook um videos to twitter and facebook you can see those like on the on the google search video tabs all those show up there like being able to um and and now that even google has that video indexing uh, in, in the google search console like your pages they're telling you something they're saying hey put out more video and that's something that i've, I've been kind of pushing so much lately and um you know hopefully to i see that just being video videos is the future <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's, that's very interesting. And I, and I like that. Uh, I don't know. I had a discussion the other day and someone else told me about, uh, Google showing TikTok videos on, on yeah. the search results. Uh, that's very interesting and too bad for Instagram, I guess. Um, that's interesting. Uh, 
uh, equation I have though for uh, video indexing. Do you mean like vi are these videos that you host on your website uh, and you also have to index them in 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 Google? How does that work? Um, just being uh, like it could be hosted anywhere, just as long as it's on your page. So like you know you have embedded from YouTube. I mean, obviously you, uh, Google loves you and the Google. So you if you see a lot more YouTube videos show up, but yeah, you can see these videos show up um, by having them embedded. Like you know, like I take a lot of my videos and uh, embed them on my SEO.video website, and I can just see like uh, in Google Search Console, like all these videos are being indexed, and it's just basically just having them indexed on an HTML page on on your site. Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree to, uh, with you. Uh, I believe that video is one of the formats that we will see more and more later. Uh, and also you can, as you mentioned, like you can be creative when it comes to video. And also let's not forget that you can have a conversation like the one that we have right now. And this mm -hmm. is a piece of content, like you yep. can use it as you, as you correctly put it. That's it. People forget how they think that video is all about, I don't know, hiring a video editor and adding expensive effects or and whatever. Yeah, you can do that. You can definitely do it. But you can start small and see where this can lead you, uh, which leads me to my next and last question. Um, anything exciting we can expect from the SEO video show and uh, Dre TV? Of course, expect a lot more entertaining content, educational. I mean, I, I love te like helping everyone out and just like learning from other people. Uh, I'm actually thinking about like uh, for my you know Dre.tv website, I've actually do a lot of book reviews on there. Like, I read a lot of books, and then I'm thinking about kind of like maybe bringing the SEO video show into like interviewing authors of all the books I've read. So like you know kind of maybe bring something like that there. But I mean, yeah, I guess that's your production quality is uh, amazing at the SEO video. So of course, I'm not the first one who tell you that, but who tells you that, but uh, I guess we need to repeat it once once again. It's it's really amazing what you do there. So really well done. Uh, last question I have for you, uh, call to action for our listeners. Where can people find out more about you and get in touch if they'd like? Yeah, I'm very active on LinkedIn. You can get me at linkedin.com slash in slash Paul Andre. I'm at Twitter at Paul Andre on YouTube at Paul Andre. I've secured my name on all my platforms. So Paul Andre, you can Google Paul Andre Devera. I have my knowledge panel. <laughs> That's great. But the but the but the the podcast, the, the show is on SEO video show, right? Or yeah, SEO SEO video show, you can yeah, you can search that too. Like it's even it's 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 you can search yeah, video show or video SEO show, yeah. We will put that in the show notes. Uh Dre, thank you very much for being on thank the you, show. Really insightful. Uh always nice to talk to you. Uh, I get all this uh energy uh from, <laughs> from the US to wherever I'm I am at the moment. So thank you very much for that. And who knows, looking forward to a, a follow-up episode where we will discuss more interesting things about enterprise SEO. Yes, George, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. 
Visit ahers.com slash AWT and sign up for free. Another episode of the SaaS SEO show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.